Welcome to the Black Psychologist Podcast, where we have conversations and give insight into human behavior and promote mental health wellness. I'm Dr. Kyle Osborne, and with my co-host, Dr. Jason Coleman, we'll discuss health topics, everyday life issues, and try to give you a better understanding of yourself, other people, and the world around you. So just sit back, relax, and hopefully you'll leave with some information that'll have you live in your best healthy life. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Black Psychologist Podcast presented by the Black Psychologist Network. And welcome to the Let's Get Let's Get Some Perspective. See, I've been out too long. Let's Get Some Perspective edition where we react and analyze viral vids and news are making their way across the news cycle. I am one half of your humble and gracious host, Dr. Kyle Osborne. He is I and I am him. And you all know, of course, that I'm never flying this aircraft by myself. I have the one and only my friend, my brother, my brethren. He is the uncorruptible, the unflappable Dr. Jason Coleman. What is going on, good brother? What's going on, bro? You know, happy holidays, man. Mm-hmm. Holidays, brother. Just relaxing, long day, long week, but you know we blessed to be working, man. So good to be back. Just want to, um, you know, wish happy holidays to your family, and just want to thank everybody who takes the time to listen. You know, we appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. Uh, well wishes and happy holidays to you and yours. Uh, you doing anything, man? You got any plans for the holiday? Uh, just a regular. You know, we're gonna make the rounds, uh, run around with the family. Um, I already fin- I was talking to somebody at work today, man. Like, I finished my Christmas shopping probably two weeks ago because I shop online. You know what I mean? This guy is innovative and he's proactive. Everybody, uh, I shop yeah. online, man. And my and see my mother, she she wants cold hard cash, so she makes it easy for me. So, other than that, because she be going on trips, man, she wants to spend the money. So, other than that, you know, I'm good. I just you know make my make my orders from my phone and I'm good. How about you? Uh, she on that Randy Moss straight cash, homie. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. I still got a couple of uh, a couple folks. I got to grab some things for you know, baby girl. She comes home uh this weekend. I was up there hanging out with her last weekend. Uh, so she'll be back. She got finals this week, so okay. it's back. Uh, you know, she wants something rather. I don't know. Got to go with her to the mall. I think she wants to get like perfume or something like that. But I don't. You got to come through, man. Hey, you know, hey, man, listen, got to be good for something. Yeah, yeah, you got it, man. Don't worry about it. You got it. You got it. You Take know. care of business, you know. But, but it's good to be back, though, bro. I see you got the hoodie on, so, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Cami's Closet, everybody. Again, that is the nonprofit between with me and my partner that we provide free essential clothing uh, to those in need and those, uh, especially the homeless population that's out here in the Philadelphia area. Cami's Closet with a K, K-A-M-I-S, closet.org. Community, uh, Cami's Community Closet. Um, check us out. Check us out, man. We are absolutely out. We're working with different organizations, the hospitals, and individual families to provide clothing, to brand new clothing I want to highlight uh, to those in need. So that's what we're about. You know? Yeah, man. Well, just want to give you some encouragement, man, because you know, I see what you're doing on you know on Instagram and everything, man. So that's what's up. Keep it, keep it going, bro. Appreciate you know, what, what we got for today. And speaking of those in need, man, it has been a rough 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 30 or so days 
for a few high profile celebrities. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like as soon as like the holidays come around and we take a couple weeks off, the news cycle revs up, man. So that that's my conspiracy brain. And that's a story that I'm coming up with that as soon as we take some time off, things want to start popping off. So we were not able to talk about it, but I'm happy we were able to kind of let the news cycle kind of run and we gain more information before kind of going on and talking about it. But it's been some high profile uh, figures that have um, had some uh, pretty tough couple of months so let me go let this thing air real quick it was a stunning lawsuit against hip-hop icon sean diddy combs triggering headlines earlier this month now the allegations against sean diddy combs the rapper and music mogul is accused of sexual assault his former girlfriend r&b singer cassie demanding 30 million dollars over allegations of rape abuse even sex trafficking when the headlines came out about diddy just the amount of information and detail and allegations were, were jaw-dropping to say the least cassie sean on the right sean, but it was just one of an avalanche of lawsuits, many hitting high-profile men, thanks to New York State's groundbreaking sexual assault statute. Combs settling out of court the very next day. His legal team later saying in a statement to ABC News, Mr. Combs's decision to settle the lawsuit does not in any way undermine his flat-out denial of the claims. He is happy they got to a mutual settlement and wishes Ms. Ventura the best. This is not an admission of guilt. This could just be the cost of doing business, that he wants to settle and move on even though these allegations are false or they're true. And he doesn't want to go through the discovery process. And so it's better to settle and move on than to go through the loss, not only financially, but also in the court of public opinion. And as the deadline for New York's adult survivors law was set to expire, two other women suing Combs. Others suing actor Jamie Foxx, Guns N' Roses frontman Axl Rose, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, and current New York City Mayor Eric Adams, all accused of sexual abuse from incidents years prior. It's uh, absolutely not true. Uh, you know, I would, I would, I would never do anything to harm uh, anyone. All the men denying the allegations against them in statements. Those new claims of old offenses only made possible by the New York Adult Survivors Act, signed by Governor Kathy Hochul last year, which expired at midnight, November 23rd, Thanksgiving. What Governor Hochul in New York State did was say, you know what? just for a year, this will be the middle ground, so to speak, to allow these claims to come forward, but not open the barn door, so to speak, to allow all claims to come in forever. The Adult Survivors Act opened a one-year window for victims of sexual abuse to file lawsuits in civil court against their abusers, regardless of when the alleged crimes took place. Survivors have one year to take action. It doesn't matter if it was your coach, your cab driver, your doctor. But the law had had further reach, bringing forth thousands of claims of abuse. All right, there we go. So that's the the gist of everything. Yeah, that's a lot, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, an avalanche, I think, is will be an appropriate word of uh, of lawsuits and uh, things coming down the pike. So let's get some perspective on this. Um. So I, I totally get the purpose of the one-year window, right? Because a lot of different situations uh, for women 
that unfortunately had experienced sexual assault by various public figures or powerful men. Um, and a lot of them, unfortunately, were unable to seek justice legally um, or in regards to like criminally um, due to the uh, expiration of statute of limitations. So mm -hmm. they opened up this window where for a year, individuals had the ability to um, seek uh, another form of punishment, retribution via, say, uh, civil cases. So these and, are all civil suits. Yeah, all civil cases and civil lawsuits. So it appears, how, how's the, uh, what's, how's the phrase go? You know, uh, the, the chickens are coming home to roost. That, that how it works. It appears that you know, and again, we don't know everybody's situation. Every, every you know, from Jamie, from the mayor to to the Diddy's, everybody's situation individualized. Generally speaking, um, it's very difficult for any woman to come out, especially when it's against a public figure. Um, and we can't speak to who did what and who's guilty, who's not guilty. What I will say is that if it's a situation where you were acting inappropriately and you were able to kind of hide behind, you know, your money, your public figure, whatever the profile, whatever circumstances may be, then yeah, you know what? If the individual isn't able to get justice in a criminal sense, absolutely. Uh, I'm in favor that an individual should pay financially or however, you know, affects their profile or their, their, their celebrity or status. Um, and it appears from all of these different cases that have been coming to light that there was a lot of individual man behaving badly. And, you know, just as we were talking kind of pr uh, prior to getting on, I imagine there's a lot of people that are real nervous or at least were nervous prior to, you know, the deadline in late November. So, yeah, um, there's got to be some form of accountability. Right. If you were acting inappropriately and you were able to get away with it. You have to be, you know, you have to atone. You have to be some accountability for what you did. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm for this. If the individuals were guilty of what they're being accused for. See, all right, this is the first thing, right? I think the first thing is we got to talk about the purpose of the law, right? Yeah. And from my point of view, the purpose of the law, I guess previously you had one year to report the crimes, right? Or or was passed the statute of limitations, yeah. right? Like, yeah, depending yeah, on the, yeah, yeah, depending on the situation you might have. Yeah. Right. But but we talk and we're talking about like sex crimes. Right. So again, on its face, the problem with a law like that, right, is that you're putting a time period on somebody's disclosure, right? Of their experience of sexual abuse. And it creates the perception that if you don't disclose, if you're not comfortable to disclose, whether to one of your family members, to police officers, to prosecutors within a year, then it, it reflects upon your credibility, i.e. the victim is not credible. That's absolutely not true. Right. I answer this court, this question in court all the time on the stand. Right. It's absolutely not true. Right. A victim has the right to disclose in their own time based on their own level of comfort. So whether it's a day later, whether it's 20 years later, it doesn't affect the experience of sexual abuse, right? What's opening, I think, so that is the purpose of the law. And that has, we have to we have to have as a foundation, right? 
Now, this this conversation obviously is sparking a lot of, you know, conversations and interest among people because I guess all, a lot of these lawsuits came in when, you know, around the, the tail end of when that deadline was coming in, right? Um, so people are going to look and they're going to be like, they're going to see this pattern of all of these prominent people. You got P. Diddy, Axl Rose, Adams, Cuomo. Um, and fun. so people are going to have a lot of a lot to say about it. Now, one thing I think that I was thinking about while we was talking is, remember, times have changed, right? It's 2023, right? And technology has allowed us, has, has been a great equalizer, right? So in the in 1990s, if you found a mouse in your chicken McNuggets, so what? You could bring it up to the counter. And they could take it and throw it in the garbage and give you, and you're lucky if you get a, a free order of fries. Now, if you got 3,000 followers, you can tweet at McDonald's, you can go live, and they'll be DMing you, you know what I'm saying, to settle it, right? And this yeah. is all types of businesses because they don't want the bad press, i.e. Sean Diddy Combs, right? So, um he gets that lawsuit settles it a day later. So I think social media and the landscape that we're in is also resulting in a lot of people feeling more empowered, right? Because they're like, yo, people are like, yo, I, I ruin your reputation, right? And for somebody who's an artist, a public figure, you got to think about it. They asked on, they remember when they asked Kevin Hart a couple of days ago on the live stream about, the Josh Giddy situation with the minor, the sexual abuse of the minor, the, the NBA player. And Kevin Hart was like, yo, I don't want to talk about this. He was like, yo, and I just want to remind everybody we're sponsored by Chase. You know what I'm saying? And then he started making jokes, right? And there's a reason why, right? Because all of these, all of these people, like they, yeah, they make money in their regular professions, but what they really want to do is sell products, right? Um, so again, I think all of that is playing into, you know, why you see people feeling more empowered to kind of come forward and make these disclosures. Now, I got a question for you. Is this the same law? Because they found Trump got found guilty of it. So is this Trump the same hit. law? Yeah, Trump got hit earlier when the window opened. I think sometime right. or earlier this okay. year. Yeah. So this is what I think. And I, and I was um, you mentioned as far as individuals feeling empowered i think this is actually lower right as far as the amount of people or the number or the cases that have been uh profiled i feel like they're these are the just reported ones i feel like there was a whole group of cases that never came to light that were probably settled right because oh okay. because you probably had other powerful individuals who like you said you know, did some things, some things took place, whether it's the 90s, 2000s, whatever the case is, and they didn't want this to even make the play. So imagine, imagine Diddy, right? If he just would have already said, because I imagine Cassie and them came to him prior to it getting out. And they probably came to him saying, look, this is what we want, X, Y, and Z. And I imagine, I'm not Diddy's people, but if say he would already settled and gave him the 30 ahead of time, like, look, I don't, let's not even let this depart because he settled less than 24 hours later. Yeah. So I imagine they came to him 
prior to. And I don't know what happened. Maybe he wavered. Maybe he called their bluff or whatever the case is. But he settled real quick as soon as they hit the airways. I think that there were other cases, not I'm saying with him, but with other people, that when it came to when this window opened, that they were just like, all right, cool. Like, I think this is just a reported individual. I'm, I'm- I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that at all. You know what I mean? Um, because like you said, just the mere mention of this could jeopardize your standing. Bro, Jeopard- I was reading an article that said 18 companies cut ties with with some like global marketing company that Diddy is a part of or you're 18, right? You saw what happened to Ru- with Russell Simmons in terms of, you know, his company. Um, and again, like, listen, I, I have, I, like, I don't really have anything to say about anybody's innocence or guilt in any of these cases. They're going to be adjudicated in court. And again, it's, it's one person's experience and word versus somebody else's. So I, 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 I leave it there, right? Because I wasn't there. Um, but what I will tell you is that the playing field in terms of that is being, I'm not even going to say it's its level, right? Because, <clears throat> because what these people always are going to have is the advantage of power and influence, right? Um, and if you doubt that for a minute, all you got to do is look at what that woman <laughs> Um, the woman that eventually got uh, won the lawsuit against Trump, like what she had to kind of go through in terms of the hurdles, right? Um, but the playing field is leveled a little bit. It's being leveled a little bit more, right? And I mean, yeah. I give that credit to, again, you know, technology and all of those things. Um, but it's not a conversation that's going away, bro, because I, I wasn't even like you had to tell me Jamie Foxx was included in that. Like I didn't even know, you know, I didn't know Axel Rose was included in that. You know, I, we all know about Governor Cuomo, um, you know, because he's been in the news a couple of times. But, you know, other than that, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be the last ones that are filed. You know, No, it's not. I mean, remember, this was just um, I believe this was just in um, New York. Right. So this yeah. is a situation where, again, imagine if other states follow suit. Oh, How, you know what I mean? Like, these are just the crimes that took place in New York, even though some of these individuals don't even live in New York. But this is where these crimes took place. So imagine if other states follow suit and they say, hey, well, you know, what? we're going to give our state a one year window for people to file. It's going to be, again, that same word that I used earlier is going to be an avalanche of suits that are going to come through because, like you mentioned, with the power of social media, with the power of branding, with the power of all these products that these individuals are trying to sell, there's no longer um, individuals can kind of squash things, right? There's no longer where you can't keep a lid on someone as soon as they get on their phone and they start saying, hey, this is what took place, blah, 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 blah. You can't censor that. So it's less area, there's less shadows for a lot of these high-profile individuals to hide in. And yeah, you know what? It's it's coming. It's like that second wave of individuals and guys and high profile that were behaving badly. And now, guess what? You don't have you don't have much room to kind of maneuver and use all these different influence that you were uh, able to use to your advantage. So it's it's, it's gonna the the one thing, and I'm and again, I'm not. The, the authority on this by any way, you know, I have some experience in this field, but um, the the one thing, like, I, I still kind of feel 
well, not kind of, I definitely feel bad for the victims because there's always going to be an imbalance, right? Because when we look at these crimes, there's usually no physical evidence. You know what I mean? Um, there's always an imbalance in power. And I can't, and these people are going to hide behind lawyers. You know what I mean? And there's a reason why uh, there's a high percentage of these cases that that are never prosecuted, right? That's why these are all civil cases. And the part that's not being brought up, like when you read these articles, they say, you know, it's a victim. It's a, um, excuse me, it's a victory for, you know, victims of trauma, sexual assault victims. In a way it is, right? But think about it. Think about what I just said, right? Majority of these cases aren't prosecuted because there's no physical evidence, right? So we're only really even hearing about these cases because these are prominent people and you can win money from them. Right. But most people in this country, you know, that sexually assault people are not billionaires. They're just people. Right. And and it's been 10 years or a year or, or 20 years and they've just gotten away with it because it ain't no physical evidence. Right. And and my whole point is those victims got to suffer in silence. Right. Because they can go get their statements, go to the prosecutors, go to the detectives, you know, and their best bet in a lot of cases, you know, is to receive their emotional support through treatment, right? Because the law and the court system, you know, there's a standard of evidence before they're going to prosecute and arrest somebody and it's going to be a conviction, right? And in these cases, you know, we we just don't see that, you know? Um, so that's what I meant. Like, again, so, so it's like, we got, you know, I, I read, the, you know, I take it with a grain of salt, even with these articles, when I see like, victim uh, you know victory for sexual assault victims right because it's only a small portion of of them right the ones that have been violated by billionaires <laughs> you know what i mean um so that's not gonna help you know the the, the six-year-old or the nine-year-old or the 31 year old you know but i get it but you know it's again i i don't think it's gonna be the last um one filed and it's gonna be interesting to follow you know i think the other imbalance is that one, say you take down a Harvey Weinstein, right? Due to these type of circumstances, there are others that just rise in this place. Right. right? There's old there. That's that's the other imbalance that you have other individuals that you know what I mean are gonna take their place, or it's just so many different things that were taking place, right? Like we've we keep hearing about all these other different high profile and this person did it, and this person did it, and this person was involved in that. And that person was hanging with this. And it's like, it's never ending. And again, it's just New York that did this for a year. It's just New York. Imagine if California, imagine if Florida, Texas, right? Some of these other different states that have, you know, that would open up that if they were to allow individuals to file. But um, no, you're absolutely right. It's uh, it's an imbalance. And I don't think this is the, uh, the last that we've heard. So we'll. We shall see. Yep, we'll check in on that. All right, now staying with, we started out kind of just leading off the story with, with Diddy. So we're going to kind of stay in the um, the hip-hop music realm. And over the past couple of weeks also while we were away, was um, there was a lot of back and forth between rapper D1, who's also a politician and school teacher, and... Um, Rick Roth, Jim Jones, and uh, Meek Mill for his um, D1 a few weeks ago had called out Rick Ross and Jim Jones and Meek about um, his 
issue or exception that he has regarding the influence of um, of music and, and its impact on the community. So I'm gonna play this really quick. Jim Jones, you could do better, brother. I love you too much. I love you too much to not be honest with you. Rick Ross, you could do better, brother. Meek Mill, you could do better, brother. I love you too much not to be honest with you. Are you the face of prison reform? Cause I held, uh, are you the face of prison reform? Or are you sitting here on your new song with Ross talk, talking about getting somebody murked and shot at the red light? Which one is it, bro? Which one is it, bro? Cause I did a shoe giveaway in my city and gave out 1,300 pairs of your shoes. Because they said reform underneath them, and I loved it. You part. I'll say these technical difficulties. Hold on. With, with a major shoe company, and, and you out here pushing prison reform. But now I got to sit here like, man, this man glorifying getting people killed as of a week ago. Like, what are you doing, bro? Lil Snoop really got killed. That broke your heart. You wear him around your neck. What? Why are you glorifying the same thing when my best friend got killed? When Carl got killed, New Orleans know who I'm talking about. When Carl got killed and I had to go to his funeral and read the eulogy and be part of the funeral. And I got back in my. I called Sway after the funeral and I turned on my music and I realized I'm listening to music that's glorifying the same stuff that just happened to my best friend. Mm. It gave me chills and I needed that moment. That was my come to Jesus moment of like, D, you got to do something different, brother, because because you have a taste for this poison but you you're attracted to the poison and rap is great the rap game hip-hop industry is great at cooking up some delicious poison i don't call you out because i got a problem with you man like i wish we could go get lunch right now me and any of them i love you too much to not be honest with you there you go that's what it is bro yeah. and so if anybody yeah if anybody feel bad about being called out it's like let's let's talk let's uh let, let's talk let's talk about it and and, let, and let's just figure out what we can do better. But at the end of the day, guess what's not changing? The word of God ain't changing. Okay. Uh, there's death in life and the power of the tongue, Proverbs 18 and 21. That's not changing. And trying with this foolish argument that it's just it's just entertainment. This ain't real. Mm -hmm. How many more people got to die in the hood, man? How many how many people at the end of the day lives got to get ruined and, and poisoned and how many rappers got to get killed for us to be like, come on, man, when it's hip hop, it's a whole culture and, and it's implied that this is autobiographical and this is nonfiction tales that people are telling. How, how much does that have to happen? So don't hit me with that. People just don't want to confront the reality of this stuff. I guess. All right. And of course, not to be all done, we're going to hear a little bit of, uh, of Ricky's response to that. There we go. It's something to be proud of. Meek Mill, you could do better. Jim Jones, you could do better. Rick Raw, you could do better. I got to see you do better. Wait, wait. Little man, whoever you is, until you feed the kids where you from for 20 years straight. Don't question Rose. Wait, wait. Until you buy 10,000 bikes, 10,000 trikes. Give all the young girls who pregnant pampers for Christmas for 20 years straight. Don't question boss. You heard me, little man? Get that basket off your head so you could think clear, little man. You going viral for speaking on niggas' names, not because of your talent, not because of your gift. Go viral, player, off of your, your, your wisdom that you're sharing. 
You speaking on death. Yeah, me, me, Bill. You just, boy, you know how many niggas died this summer? They released self-destruction. This niggas dying right now. It's going to be niggas don't make it to see in the morning. Get that basket off your head, boy, and come together with real niggas around the world. So when your grandma need a kidney, nigga, since you want to go by. But there you go, Jay. First and foremost, all right, look, Rick Ross's imitations are hilarious. <laughs> you know you got to do better, Rick Ross. You got to do better. <laughs> Yo. He is hilarious, man. All right. Um, let, let's get some perspective, all right? So pretty much this back and forth that has been going on for the past few weeks pretty much um, is highlighting you know, uh, D1s, or even more the historical argument in regards to the impact of, you know, rap lyrics on the community, on, on children, mm -hmm. on people. Um, and what D1 has was highlighting was the hypocrisy, right? Between you have individuals like Meek Mill who talk about prison reform, and then in another lyric, they're talking about some type of gun violence or whatever the case may be. Um, Jay, what what was your uh, what's your take? Not on just like their back and forth, but just on the argument. You know what I mean? Overall, in regards to that, what D one was bringing up. Listen, it's a multifaceted discussion, right? I don't think there's one answer, and I and I don't think that's an easy way out. And I, and the reason why I say that is because this is not a new conversation, right? They both said it, articulated it reasonably well, right? We're talking about personal responsibility, right? What what do you we're talking about somebody's feelings related to personal responsibility versus their job as an entertainer, right? And this can go all the way back to Charles Barkley saying, I ain't no role model. Remember? And we had this debate over. Even at that time, over you are NBA players, you're out there, you're idolized, right? Ball players, right? Every, so where is the personal responsibility? Where's the line? Some people will tell you, my responsibility is to my kids, right? And to raise them right and guide them and let them know that everything they see and hear in the movies, in the music, you can dance to it, you can be entertained, but it's entertainment and it stops there, right? And some people feel that if you, you know, are, especially if you're a prominent person of color, that you have a responsibility to the community and let's acknowledge that second weight is, is, is a little bit heavier in our communities, right? We don't usually ask, people from other cultures don't necessarily bear that weight all the time of the art that they produce, right? And, and again, Good or bad example, you know, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is not held responsible for all the people he kills in the movie, right? Tony Soprano can, can be celebrated for being a great actor, right? But again, so it comes down to whether you feel like rappers have that personal responsibility, right? And I'm not saying whether I feel one way or the other. Jim Jones' son is in college, right? So you need to debate whether... His son is in college, right? He owns businesses. He provides for his family. So now does he have a personal responsibility to kids in Harlem and around that look up to him, right? 
that's a comp, that's a discussion, right? But now does D1 have the right after he has his come to Jesus moment to say what you what you doing is wrong? I had my moment, right? So now I'm gonna speak in judgment of everybody. I I again it's a multifaceted discussion, you know what I mean? Um, because it's ultimately gonna come down to how much responsibility a person feels like they bear, you know? So it there's a difference between glorifying and describing, right? Like you can describe in your lyrics what you grew up with, right? What was in your neighborhood, what was taking place, what you were exposed to, what you experienced. And there's a that's a complete difference between glorifying and say, yeah, like I want y'all to go out and do this. I want y'all such and such, catch them at the light, whatever the case may be. You do have some rappers that do both, right? You do have yeah. some rap artists that do participate in glorifying it because itself, right? And then you have other individuals that are merely describing the environment and the circumstances that they came up with. Two very different situations. And we have to keep in mind yeah. also that one, rap is not monolithic. Right. Like on every album, you're going to have an individual. Right. You can look at any track list of most popular rap artists. They're going to have a, a song that they're talking about where they came from, um, talking about how tough they are, whatever the case may be. What happens if they get into a conflict with somebody? They're also going to have a song that they're talking about a chick that they're trying to fall in love with or whatever case. Everybody going to have their, their rap and R&B ballad. And then later on in there, they're going to have a positive message song. Right. Mm -hmm. Talking about uplifting, talking about whatever the case may be. And you're going to get that within an album, right, of one artist. Because just like the music, the rap artist is not, uh, he's a multifaceted person, like you mentioned. So there's going to be, there's not going to be as much consistency as, I guess, D1, as, as he, I guess as he wants. Right. You're going to be talking about different aspects of somebody's life. You're going to be talking about different aspects that's on the album. They're going to be different songs. So I don't know in regards to whatever culpability or responsibility to what extent each artist has and depending on whatever their content is. I mean, that's, again, that's a conversation to be debated at the same time. Again, there's a difference between glorifying and describing. And also you have to keep in mind, like you're holding people to a stature where they're not going to just rap about one particular item or thing all the way through. Now I want to, I want to push you a little bit on that. Yeah. Right. Because I think that line, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think it's very blurred because I think, especially when you talk about music, right? And the style of music, right? When you talk about glorifying, can sometimes is describe, describing is glorifying. And but, so my question to you was going to be, and I know, I mean, I think we can blend movies and music because we got soundtracks that are legendary and, you know, mm -hmm. hip hop is inspired music, movies and vice versa, right? American Gangster was a Jay-Z album, right? Wow. So my, do you think, like, Boys in the Hood, Minister Society, two of my favorite movies, right? Yeah. Do Are they telling the story or are they glorified? I would say... Because I think, I think they're both genius and they're both both. But that's my opinion. But I, how would you make that distinction with that? at that is in regards to more describing for the reason that at the end of the movie it's describing and it showcases this is what happens if you go down that road right because we're talking about one 
entertainment purposes. But yeah, it's talking about it's describing a coming of age to somebody that came to whatever type of neighborhood, how that neighborhood impacted him, his adventures or whatever the case is, the people he got involved with. And then you saw the end result. Right. You saw the end result. So I will put that more in describing as opposed to, yeah, this is this is what's happened on the West Coast. Right. Like if they were. That's why I don't put that in the category of glorifying. I would put that more describing. This is what happened to this individual in their path. And then we saw what happened at the end to him and his friends. Well, you know what? I think you're absolutely right because, and and it's probably a bad example for me because remember, like a movie can have an end, right? And right. and and the storyboard is supposed to have a lesson. Right. I guess when I guess a better example would be right. Um, um, let's take Jay Z's first album, right? He is definitely telling a story, and he's definitely telling his story in a lot of different ways at a lot of different periods. But there is no doubt we are both students of hip hop. We can look at Jay Z style alone, and he has a lot of sons. There's no way that he wasn't glorifying the lifestyle as he was telling the story. It's part of this, part of being a hustler is not being a a humble hustler. You know what I mean? Like, well, let's be honest. Like, they, Nas is labeled a humble hustler, and 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 even that label is that braggadocious is a part is being braggadocious is being part of it. So that's why I'm wondering, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying this is you, but I'm saying as we dissect this conversation, can we separate the story from and and is that essentially the problem, right? Right. The glorifying comes in, I feel like, in place of like, all right, if you're telling this is what I did. But I also was rewarded with this. Right. So that's where the glorifying aspect comes in. Yeah, I ran. You know, what I mean, I got 30 keys, blah, blah, blah. I ran across, you know, hit I-95, blah, 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 blah. Right. And now I'm talking about I got that Lex bubble. Right. I got that whatever the case is. To me, that's glorifying because you're saying I went and did this and this is how I came up off of it. Right. Or I got that shiny new such and such. I got chicks, blah, 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 blah. So that to me is glorifying. And I know a lot of I mean, a lot of rap. Yo, yo but who's going bro? Who's gonna write a story about the day that the, the the spot ain't pumping and nobody ain't coming and you got three dollars and you and you spend splitting chicken wings with your man like that that's not a story that people are gonna be drawn to like I'm playing but you know what I mean right and you so that's right and that's why again I agree with D one because he makes a valid point at the same time I don't like the manner and how he's getting it because one you're calling out three different rappers right and I understand. <laughs> Why he's calling them out because he's using them as evidence to support his argument at the same time like what do you like this is what rappers or rap artists are going to do like they're not going to talk about whatever you know what i mean and if we look at it the, we look at look at the maturity aspect right because he's at a place and you mentioned it earlier that he already had his insightful aha moment right mm -hmm. you look at jay-z he's at a place where he's making albums where he's talking about totally adult things financial literacy so on and so forth like a rap artist has to kind of get to that point not every person is going to come out consciously in whatever the case is unless that's their particular style like he got to that moment you're imposing you know what i mean your christian rap or whatever the case is, your ideas and your values onto three rappers or whoever he's uh, he's addressing and I don't kind of feel like that's the right manner into go about it because you're imposing your thing, your your values or your ideas on the people. 
Yo, I was actually, you know what surprised me the, the most is that he, how old is he? Well, he, he, he graduated from college in 2008. So yeah. maybe he's like 30, early 30s or something. Early 30s, yeah. Early 30s, mid 30s, right. But I'm I'm a little surprised that he even picked them. And the reason why I say this is because again, we're both students at hip hop, right? I again I'm not I don't like listen, I don't have the time to listen to music as much as I have before, but I still have new artists that I listen to. I and I'm still fairly in tune with some of the new music because some people send it to me sometimes, right? right? People in my family and my friends and this and that. My point is this. I'm I'm surprised that he picked Rick Ross, Jim Jones, and Meek Mills because number one, they're not really, they're not the people that have their thumb and their hands on hip-hop culture. And two, on the continuum, right? Of If we really were talking about problems in the theme of rap lyrics, right? And glorifying Yo, Rick Ross, Meek Mills, and Jim Jones, like, I've never heard them on a record name somebody that was alive. Do you understand where I'm going with this? It's not. And say they smoking them in a pack. That wouldn't be my target. I've never seen them on live with another rapper, making songs about people that's a lot. Yo, there are whole states, crews full of rappers. This is going on, like, now. Like, with this whole younger generation of rappers. He's still talking about Rick Ross. The, all you can really accuse Rick Ross, Meek Mills, and Jim Jones of doing is glorifying, selling dope, and gangbanging. And I'm not saying that that's a bad, but you know what I'm saying. That, that's that been going on since the beginning of this genre of music, right? The, the, the next level that we've gotten to within the last 10 years, right, is actual people. Right. And it's kind of like he's making that loose connection. He's like, yeah, because if another rapper died. Right. But when you peel back the layers, if you really are in tune with hip hop and with the culture, it's the younger rappers that are getting killed because they going back and forth doing what I was just talking about. Not because of that. You understand? So he caught to me, I think he kind of missed his mark because it's like. It's kind of like he might have well might as well included Lil Wayne and Drake in it too, and Snoop Dogg. You you understand what I'm saying? Because I'm not gonna name any of the younger ones, but you know what I'm talking about. We can go from Chicago to New York to Florida. I name no drill rappers. Right there we go. So so I kind of think it's like he's kind of aiming at the wrong people because if you want to talk about like good cooking up delicious poison like that's how they're dying it's not it's an indisputable fact like that's how they're getting shot and that's how they're dying like the debate he's having with rick ross and meek mills is the same debate that our parents were having in, in the 90s and in 2000 about us listening to people you know are glorifying dope deals i i believe he chose those particular and again, they're elder statesmen we're talking about what's in rap, right? They've been around for long. I believe he chose those particular rappers, especially Meek Mill, because again, it supports his hypocrisy, contradiction argument in that, oh, well, he has cool. prison reform. Reform, so, yeah. Prison reform and your music that's anatomy, unflattering, or you're talking about other type of street, uh, street activity. So that's why I feel like he 
was fixated on those particular gentlemen because right, they right, right. doing things in their community and he's saying, hey, how can you talk about this over here and then talk about this over here? Which is it? So it supports his argument. You see what right, I mean? Right, right. So that that's why. And and it's also safer, right? <laughs> it's a little safer. Not to say that those individuals, and I don't know, I don't know Rick Meek or any of them. Are oh, you mean it's it's safer in life because the other they, because the people I was talking about are going to react in a whole different way. Right. 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 Because they're again, they're elder statesmen. They're not going to not to say that they won't, but they typically aren't going to engage in a type of that particular street retaliation. The other the young the young gunners, totally different. You but, can't... but that but that's why if anybody who's in tune with the culture, it's going to seem off because, number one, they're not moving the culture They're They might be icons in their own state, in their own. You know, right. for for you know, legendary. They might have put out legendary music. They could still tour. You know, they're still personalities, but they're not moving the culture. Then, um, Fifty Cent and Rick Ross just got into it because of the because of the sales, and you know, Fifty was trolling them. My whole point is, we could name ten other rappers. You you understand that that's going to fill a stadium way quicker than them, and is do are doing what we're talking about, right? Right. So. Um, I just think, I, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I just think if, if that's the case, then, and you really are trying to move the needle, then you should probably reach out another way. Right. Because I, I really doubt that he thought that that, like that in response to his video, that any of them was going to be like, all right, you know what I'm saying? We're going to follow you now. Like he, he kind of knew what response he was going to get. so. And it's Rick, Rick Ross's response was ridiculous, but yeah. it was expected. You know what I mean? Because Rick Ross is looking like, "Yo, you poking the bear," you know. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's it was ridiculous, but it's it's expected. It's a maturity aspect, right? I'm gonna leave it off this. It's a maturity aspect. You're in this place. This is where you are in regards to your maturity, your maturation, and your development of. Okay, I realize the harm that my previous lyrics or, or rap lyrics are. are the impact that it's having on the community. And this is my approach that I'm going to do. Well, you have other individuals that aren't there yet. Right. And, and you're imposing your will or your, you know what I mean? Your theory and on them, that that's, that, I don't feel like that's the most appropriate and going to be the most effective manner to go about it. Um, and I feel like, again, those in, addressing it with those individuals calling out their names is safer than calling out the other first. I mean, listen, he's taking the Charleston White approach in yeah. a nicer way. And I mean, good luck with that. I mean, you know how people are going to respond to that, right? Like, because they're going to protect how they eat, right? So, again, I, it that has nothing to do with how I feel about the conversation, you know, but, you know, again, I, it's an interesting one. Another one that's not going to end. It's not going nowhere. So, yeah. again, I do understand his point. And I, again, I like some of his music. I think. He's a good artist, all of that, um, you know, uh, but I think this was expected to unfold the way we saw it. We'll see. We'll see how that continues to go back and forth. Uh, Jay, anything else before we get out of here? Nah, bro, you know, just, uh, you know, we'll see what's going on next week and check back in. Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate everybody locking in and tuning in with us. Until next time, wishing everybody good mental health. I'll get at you, bro. All right, bro. <laughs>